Hello and welcome to Gospel Conversations. This is Pastor Doug Dunbar at Gospel Chapel in Grand Forks, British Columbia. As a church family, we at Gospel Chapel are committed to helping people follow Jesus. And one of the ways we are doing this is through coming alongside people who are called to serve the kingdom purposes of God around the world. As a Mennonite Brethren Church, one of our extended family ministries is Multiply, formally MB Mission. Uh, Multiply exists to make Jesus known locally, nationally, and globally, and it is the mission arm of the MB Church of the U.S. and Canada. And the mandate of Multiply is to help multiply disciples, churches, and missional leaders. And they're working in 68 countries around the world. Last year, in 2021, Multiply saw 132 churches planted, and that's a new church every three days, and more than 3,000 people baptized in these new church plants. Gospel Chapel supports uh, several missionaries, and some directly through Multiply, and today on Gospel Conversations, we're going to hear from Maxime Oliverovsky. Uh, Oliverovskis provide leadership for Multiply in the Ukraine, serving in holistic church planting and directing the New Hope Center, a nonprofit organization ministering to families in crisis. A Gospel Chapel has, is supporting uh, directly the New Hope Center, and uh, Max and Anya were here in 2017, uh, just actually a year before I got here, actually probably less than a year. Um, and so it was good to get to know him today. We're, we indirectly support them by supporting the New Hope Center in Ukraine. And so uh, here's my conversation with Max. Uh, we uh, had this conversation over Zoom on January 20th uh, in the morning for me, but in the evening for them. It was great to get to know him and to hear some of his story and what God is doing in the Ukraine right now. So here's my conversation with Maxime Oliverovsky. All right. Okay, well, good morning, Max. Actually, uh, I should say good evening. <laughs> uh, Ukraine, right. is, Ukraine is 10 hours ahead of us, and so I just dropped my kids off at school, but your family has probably just finished supper, settling into whatever evening routine you guys have. So uh, how, was, how was your day? Ours is just starting. Yeah, thank you, Doug. Uh, yes, uh, the sun rises uh, earlier here, ten hours earlier, and then goes to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we live a little bit uh, earlier here, wake up earlier, and uh, it's evening. Uh, it's been a, a long day, long busy day as usual, but uh, it's been good. So right. I'm fresh enough to do this conversation even in the evening. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, before we get uh, to learn more about the, the mission God has you involved in in the Ukraine, I'd like to get to know you a little bit and hear a bit about your family uh, and your journey with Jesus. Uh, but before even that, since it's all over the news here in, in Canada, um, we want to hear a little bit uh, from you about what the situation is in the Ukraine, in your area specifically. What, what city are you in and how close are you to the Russian border and what is your sense of what's going on? right now yeah well to make the long story short um the war began in 2014 um between russia and ukraine and never stopped never ceased so right. it's been ups and downs but people has been you no know, since that uh, dying 
every week. Um, so the situation with <clears throat> Russian forces, uh, the troops being concentrated uh, close, very close to the border, is really you know, frightening, and the whole world is talking about that. Uh, we're here in the city of Zaporozhye, which is about a little bit less than 200 kilometers away. So okay. we're pretty close. We would be the next big city on the way. So okay. many people are under stress here. Uh, as Christians, we pray. You know that helps a bit with the stress. Mm -hmm. But the situation is quite serious. Um, we don't know what's going to happen. So we pray. And uh, well, as I tell other people, we'll try to keep the tank, the car tank, full. Right. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen next next minute uh but god is in control so we got trust god completely we hope that nothing will happen that the border will stay the same uh, otherwise just we ask everybody our friends you know international friends to keep praying for peace in ukraine so thank all you right. for asking and for praying for us okay all right uh well let's get to know you a little bit that's uh, good good to kind of hear hear what where where that's at that will definitely help us in, in prayer but um just 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 for you personally where were you born and where did you grow up well <laughs> i was born in zaporozhye okay i was grown up grew up here in zaporozhye uh i went to university here in zaporozhye i got married here in zaporozhye i got saved in Zaporozhye and then keep working. <laughs> That's awesome. So you, this is a hometown. You're, you're, you're right there. Yes. In your, in uh, in, in, indeed. Yeah. Uh, so serving, serving in your hometown. How, how, how about Anya? Where did, uh, is she from, from there too? Or? Well, uh, she's from the area, from okay. Zaporozhye area, though most of her family comes from Russia. So okay. they moved to Ukraine, to this area, settled here uh yeah but basically she was born in ukraine and uh has lived close to zaporozhye yeah. okay awesome well uh when did you come to faith in jesus and what led up to that moment in your life a little bit of your salvation story yeah um uh, it's a short story uh i was finishing my uh high school about to graduate and um, it was right after the fall of the Iron Curtain, you know, the Soviet Union, Ukraine became independent, and I was 17 at that time. And I saw uh, a, a commercial on the street, like big, huge evangelistic meeting, mm -hmm. and I just felt, felt called to go there. I went there myself, no friends, no family. It was a huge, it was one of the first big meetings at the stadium, sports mm -hmm. stadium. Uh, in Zaporozhye, and I went there and uh, agreed with the preacher. You know, he said, this is the Bible, okay, this is what the Bible says about you, about Jesus, and this is what you need to do. I said, yes. <laughs> so I kind of said, it was easy for me to, to get saved, and I think that's God's mercy, because uh, he saved me from life that I've seen later, my friends, my you know, schoolmates had. And I, I said always, no, thank you, Jesus, for saving me, putting me in church and uh, on a very different track. So, yeah, yeah, sometimes when we come to faith early and we don't have this big, maybe earth shattering conversion or life change story, we need to remember that God has saved us from 
having that big life shattering earth change, you know, uh, you know, he saved us yeah. from a lot of damage. Yeah, and, I'm really, uh, really thankful to God for that. Yeah, yeah that, that's awesome. Well, well, how did, how did you and Anya meet then? And how long have you been married? Uh, well, we've been married now longer. We've been together longer that we lived separately. Yeah. Uh, I'm 46 and we got married when we were 20. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, from my side, yeah, kind of first, first see, first fall in love. Right. So, and, uh, love at first sight. Love, yeah, that's the right. That was <laughs> what I was, uh, looking, the phrase I was looking in English. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were both Christians. Uh, okay. Anya comes from a Christian family. Uh, they uh, were Christians during the Soviet time and her story is a bit different. So okay. they had to suffer with their faith. Um, uh, and God saved me recently before we met. So we met, uh, in the same year, uh, so within a year we dated and the same year we got married. We were both students. Uh, I was a third year student and, uh, I also studied at university. So, okay. Yeah. What, uh, what, what was it you were studying at university? That time I studied, uh, engineering, mechanical engineering and, okay. uh, English, uh, actually technical English was my minor and, uh, Anya studied, um, uh, French language, I think. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, how many, uh, children, extended family? Yeah, we have just one daughter. Okay. She's 24. Uh-huh. Young adult, uh, still lives with us. Um, we have parents, uh, have two parents, Anya, only mother now. Okay. Uh, brothers, sisters, nephews, um, all of them live in the same area. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So your mo- most of your family is right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah that's great. Awesome. Uh, well, let's uh, let's talk a bit about your call to ministry. When when did you sense God was calling you into full time ministry? I mean, you were studying engineering. You're 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 kind of not yeah. doing that right now, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I never journey. worked as as engineer. Uh, just happened so. Uh, I can tell you a little bit of that story. You can you can cut it cut it if you want. Yeah. I, I, I told you that we got married. We were both students. We stayed in a dormitory. You no. Know, uh, for two years, uh, and then our daughter was about to be born in a few months. And uh, at that time, that was mid nineties. Ukrainian economy was really, really bad. You know, yeah. after fall of the Soviet Union, all the connections of ties got broken, economical as well, and and uh, the high unemployment and stuff. So, but um, I was a young good man knowing English, technical English, which was really good at that time, still good. And I, when I came to a factory, one of the factories, you know, they said, oh yeah, we need such specialists. You can help us, you know, build connections with, uh, you know, our partners, potential partners. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll give you a job, but we can start paying you only six months later. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Which was typical for that time because my dad, at that many people, the salaries were delayed for six months or more. And yeah, my dad had the same situation. And some people could afford that, you know, like if two people work, one can do that. But not me. I said, well, we're losing our dormitory. <clears throat> we need to 
rent a place to live. Our daughter is about to be born. I cannot afford that. So sorry. Right. And that ended my engineering career. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went to work <clears throat> uh, as an interpreter to uh, Zaporozhye Bible College, uh, which was started a year before that. Uh, and that's where I actually you know, uh, got my uh, biblical knowledge, let's say. Yeah, okay. yeah, the students, the students uh, heard the the, the, um, the courses, the the material, but I only, I not only heard, but I also translated. So heard it twice from right. teacher and for myself. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's probably the time when when the Lord began moving me on this uh, track towards ministry and gave me an education that I wouldn't get any other way. I wouldn't mm -hmm. probably enroll to that college as a student. Yeah, um, and uh, when I got saved, I uh, became part of a small church. Okay. Began to grow, and you might know this, maybe not. That some people might know that at that time, I'm still here in many churches. If you are a brother, it means you need to speak publicly. Okay. Preach, share testimony, whatever. Encourage the church. Mm. Yeah, and I began doing that quite early. Mm. Uh, and soon uh, I became a youth leader, youth pastor, you can say that, and then uh, uh, assistant pastor being bivocational. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I've done in that first church, I've done most of activity, ministry activities, but being the lead pastor. Yeah. And that church began to continue to grow. So... Mm -hmm. uh, but but answering your question uh, about the full time, uh, that happened with the New Hope Center in two thousand nine. Okay. So even though I was active in ministry as a volunteer and helping, mm -hmm. uh, you know, preaching, I enjoy preaching, you know. And uh, but in two thousand nine, um, a missionary couple from Canada. Uh, John and Evelyn Wins, missionaries with um, B Mission Now Multiply, yeah. came to Ukraine to start a ministry to aged out orphans. Okay. And they uh, were looking for a couple to join them as a team, mm -hmm. and they offered us to to join them as a team and share the vision and start this uh, whole ministry that we are now leading. Uh, and we prayed and, and we agreed, and uh, that's how we got with. Uh, New Hope Center, mm -hmm. uh, and the and the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, and and then, so, so, it kind of started with the New Hope Center, and yeah. then it's it's now morphed into you are serving with Multiply, um, yes. and, and, and overseeing church planting in the Ukraine. How, how, yeah. how long has that been? And, and uh, yeah, let me share you the rest of the story. Yeah. Uh, so we joined John and Evelyn in 2010 uh, to start a church in Ukraine, another church because they were church planters and John has been pastor you know, all his life in Canada uh, and came here and said, yeah, we'll start another church here and, and a ministry, a social ministry to, you know, marginalized uh, youth at that time mm -hmm. and uh, we said yes so we were first two years 
working together to start this church and we began the church which is still working here mm -hmm. and functioning being <laughs> existing spreading god's kingdom uh but in unfortunately in 2014 uh john went to heaven and his wife evelyn went back to canada okay uh and at that time multiply was um not only uh supporting the mb mission at the time not only supporting the, the this one church but also working closely with other many churches in in ukraine and okay. john was supervising that and after he went you know mm -hmm. heaven uh the mission entrusted us this uh part of the ministry okay uh and in 2017 we went to canada my wife Annie and i to go through a training four months training and that's actually when we visited uh the church okay. at grand forks right okay well yeah. I, that's just a year before i got here yeah so the fall, fall of 2017. okay yeah and uh so that's still one of our hats uh to uh be um uh, a link yeah a connect connecting uh hub yeah between the multiply and the ministry of several churches here in ukraine helping mm -hmm. them to do camps to support their activities uh etc etc yeah yeah uh, well awesome well that that kind of got into my next question already is what what is what is your leadership role with multiply then how many church plants are you overseeing or church planters um and, and what are you seeing god doing uh through this in the, in the ukraine right now uh yeah my role with multiply as i mentioned is to uh help uh oversee the several church plants uh in ukraine there are a few that's a little bit older mm -hmm. uh let's say church plant in zaporozhia is now almost 12 years kind of more or less uh established uh, uh that particular church plant has been helping uh the war zone ministry and we were involved as multiply were involved there for a number of years mm -hmm. uh then there are two churches that's more kind of a youth churches okay uh, and they really serve youth in Berdyansk and in Valkovoye. uh there's also zaporozhye area uh yeah a few hours from here yeah uh and that's been great to, to help those churches you know grow establish uh mm -hmm. and start inviting not only youth but other you know families there mm -hmm. yeah uh there is another church plant happening in zaporozhia so i'll tell you a little bit more about that because it's connected to new hope center okay and the the latest church plant is in dnipro that's a, a larger city uh, less than an hour to drive from us mm -hmm. uh, and it's quite strategic and I, I can also share more about that church plant as well yeah no that'd be great yeah uh, so so what are some of the challenges facing church planters in the Ukraine right now uh, well I'm thinking what to start with <laughs> you know well COVID is worldwide yeah it's, it's it's pretty challenging with the church plan because uh we're not starting uh online churches right right <laughs> we need to start with in-person meetings 
mm-hmm. that could go you know, partially or sometimes to online back and forth. But to start church when everything is online, it's really difficult to start church in, in, in person. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So I guess, but that, I guess that's a worldwide you know, challenge. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, uh, well, one of the challenges, and that's something you can pray about, mm-hmm. is uh, uh, keeping the team together. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of team, because you don't want to start church yourself. Yeah, you want to start you know, a team that would help you. Uh, and in most cases, uh, the church planters themselves are bivocational, and uh, most of the team is bivocational. Yeah, right. And uh, but most of them are young enough and uh, thinking, praying how to make money and where to work. And there was a huge tendency in Ukraine to go to Europe for work. Oh, okay. So many younger people saying that's fine here, but I think we need to make some money. And uh, yeah, because Europe opened for Ukraine mm. well, maybe two or three years ago. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So plus like Bergansk Church, I would say. They've been fine. They've been growing, and uh, and uh, after a while, you know, some young people you know, from their team, kind of core team, begin to, you know, they usually go for several months, but they come back, stay a month, and then another, and then again go for several months, and that's mm-hmm. been a tendency, how to kind of keep the team here, with the right. economics suffering, and uh, over there being being open, actually actually inviting, you know, come and we'll give you work and place to live. So oh, we're already wow. thinking, oh, okay, maybe we should also start churches there. That's, that's <laughs> something, that's, yeah, that's an idea, but that's something you can pray about. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, maybe uh, we should you know, start one of the churches, let's say, somewhere in Poland where they go. But if they went to one place, that would be possible, but they go <laughs> different places. Yeah, they're, they're, that they're, not, be, standing. they're, they're not standing. Yeah, yeah. Enough. Yeah, and then probably yeah. even change jobs there and kind of. Right. Yeah, but that's that's a second challenge, uh, and okay. uh, yeah, the war has been challenged as well because it's uh, people live under stress here. Right. And uh, I'm not saying that they're close to Jesus, like no, don't tell me about God and stuff. No, they're probably more open, mm. but they they are really close to change, making any changes in life. You no, know, the okay. trust level not as high. Yep. And uh, it's just in the stress, under stress, it's hard for people to make lifelong decisions because they don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. So it's harder to work with people. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's something, mm-hmm. something to pray about too. So mm-hmm. God would... I know they need Jesus. Uh, no, meeting Jesus doesn't you know, automatically you know, release the stress. It's a process that we call sanctification and knowing God and trusting Him. You yeah. learn to do that. But they often don't want even to start. They're reluctant and saying, well, maybe not. So that's one of the challenges. Yeah, well, you're, you're, you're living in so much uncertainty. I mean, the whole world's living in uncertainty because of COVID, yeah. but you guys have been living with uncertainty and kind of on edge since 2014 so we're we're talking yeah. like six yeah. years of this now yeah uh, and yeah. with the with the situation with russia so that's 
that's just a lot of uncertainty to be dealing with. And you're asking me to, to, uh, to take another step of change that may not actually, you know, in one way internally that can help us deal with the the stress and the uncertainty. Uh, but, uh, but the day-to-day life stuff still is very uncertain. So yeah, I can see how that's, that's just a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, There was a passage in John, uh, Mm. that says, uh, this is grace upon grace. John chapter one, somewhere in that chapter, like, yeah. And this is uncertainty upon uncertainty. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was hard. Yeah, yeah. But that's fine. You know, we Ukrainians, as a nation, as a nation, you know, we've been uh, having lots of challenges and troubles. In some way, uh, we I can't say we get immune to this, but uh, our endurance level level is higher. Right. But uh, the trust level is lower in general right. culturally. So. Right takes time to build trust and uh, in COVID situation with restricted meetings in person, that's hard. So that's the challenges that our church planters face now. Right, right. Are, are you guys still under fairly uh, strict uh, limitations for gathering and, and stuff? Uh, like not that? now, not now, no. Oh. It, it goes back and forth, uh, but yeah. now we're fine. Yeah, more right. or less. Yeah, yeah. We can meet in person, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, New Hope Center. Let's let's talk about uh, New Hope Center for a bit. You know, from what I've seen on the Facebook page, there's a lot of stuff going on there. So, some great stuff. A lot of uh, a lot of faces and a lot of fun uh, happening uh, at the New Hope Center. Now, it, th- this is a separate entity from Multiply, or or is this? Uh, a- it's a it's a Ukrainian. It's not a separate entity. It's a okay. it's a Multiply project uh, supported okay. by Multiply and uh, other organizations that we can find. Mm-hmm. Uh, we serve uh, families currently. We serve families in crisis. Uh, every week, we have about hundred children that go through this uh, facility and the program, different programs, okay. uh, both uh, parents and kids. Some of it online, most of it uh, in person. People come here at least once a week. Some of them come twice or three times a week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but. A short history, so you understand what all of this is about. Mm-hmm. When John and Evelyn, yeah, yeah, uh, asked uh, Anya, my wife, and I to join them, the vision was to help uh, the broken-hearted, and specifically mm-hmm. uh, kids who age out of government to public orphanage system, and then. With no parents, you can imagine that now, 16, 17 years old, no parents, you're out there in life. What do you do? No life skills. So we worked about four years Yeah, b- before uh, John died. We worked about four years uh, doing different programs, working with those kids uh, while they are still in the orphanage. When they age out, we had group homes, we had a trade school, basically teaching them how to live and how to make living. Uh, I would say we did have our success. We did have kids who joined the church. We did have those who, you know, who saved their lives because most of them, statistically, at that mm-hmm. time and still, you know, most of them don't live long. Most of them end up, you know, be either prostitutes, the girls, or go to jail for you know, stealing or drugs or stuff like that. Right. Lots of suicides. So it's it's pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, so in 2014, uh, when John passed away, we tried to keep uh, the same work, but we knew we couldn't um, 
couldn't continue. And the war mm-hmm. came to Ukraine, so it was hard. Right. And we prayed. We worked a little bit with uh, uh, aged out orphans and youth at risk to help them uh, with vocational training a little bit, mm-hmm. a few years. Uh, but we were always asked by the social services because uh, even then and now we work very closely with social services government they always said why do you work with older kids you know it's hard and then there are younger kids now why don't you start younger and we always said well that's the vision to help those who really need help at that age (laughs) uh but then when we realized we couldn't continue that for a number of reasons and we Mm -hmm. prayed you know to god how can you use us and, and still you know same area we got a new vision and in 2016 we began a project uh helping families in crisis Mm -hmm. uh, so that their kids never go to orphanage because what happens if a family for various reasons you know something happens with them losing jobs some violence alcohol getting displaced there's a bunch of reasons but yeah. somehow social services learn about this they come and say hey you know you can't keep having this situation or doing like that or living like that if you do right. that your parents will have to take your kids uh, uh, put in the orphanage right and we say no 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 that's not a good place to go for kids yeah so let us help you as a family because we've seen those kids we've seen how their life lives end and i mean it's, it's terrible it's really terrible yeah uh, and we're saying that's not the way to do. Let us help you if you want help, because some of them don't really willing. Mm-hmm. If you want help, if you want to change the situation, you no, know, uh, come to our center, New Hope Center, and we'll help you uh, deal with your problem, mm-hmm. overcome with your challenges, mm-hmm. your challenge, and uh, so the kids can stay with you. So we'll teach you how to be good parents, how to mm-hmm. be good spouses, how to deal with your inner traumas or problems or whatever mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. what we've been doing since 2016 now for six years and we have hundreds of families go through new hope center uh and graduating from our programs kids Great. staying in the families you know spouses get reconciled uh mm-hmm. so it's it's really good that's awesome that is so good to hear um and yeah um that's great. God's doing amazing things there. It sounds like so. That's uh, that was my next question. Uh, what what are some of the challenges that the center is facing currently? I mean, again, you've got this this ongoing war, uh, threat threat of invasion. You've had you know dealing with COVID stuff the last two years. Uh, what uh, in in that, and maybe even beyond it, what are some of the present challenges, and how can we pray for the for uh, you guys and the center? Well, uh, can I start with joys that we have? <laughs> Rejoice! <laughs> we do have lots of joys. I mean, when we see uh, the parents saying, "Yeah, I got this. I know what's wrong with me. You know, I I can right. work on that." So that's a huge, huge joy for us. That's amazing. And uh, we have many families, even currently, you know, working with those families that we work now. Mm-hmm. So when we see the kids that you know come here and they frown. And then in a month, even after one month, they began to smile. Yeah. That's a big joy and a, and a victory for us. Yeah. So we have, that's, that's the pictures you probably see. Most of the pictures you see are on our Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't 
come like that in the beginning. They come different. No, yeah. maybe maybe you could see some of those pictures as well. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but they they come. Yeah, the kids are really disappointed. No one wants them. No one wants to be friends with them. And the parents say we don't know what to do. Uh, and after months, two, six months, when we see that they have straighten their back and say oh i see yeah and um, they learn about jesus i'm not saying that they accept you know our faith but right. at least they they know where it comes from uh yeah. so that's a that's a huge huge joy for us yeah yeah the challenges uh we have a great team that mm -hmm. can do much more <laughs> 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 and we said give us more families right, <laughs> give us more right. yeah we'd like to expand uh yeah, even you're, here you're, in zaporozhia or even beyond zaporozhia like get uh yeah. start another place another uh, uh branch what do you say in english affiliate branch yeah uh, location yeah branch yeah, location yeah 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 it needs to go to some of the other cities right yeah 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 and we do have we do have two places uh where we have uh churches where good relationship and they saw that what we are doing and they kind of beginning to do something similar and mm -hmm. we're saying oh yeah we could have you no know, could could uh yeah help them if we mm -hmm. can so yeah. that's something we're praying about uh, mm -hmm. what else another challenge uh well uh, camp or camp <clears throat> that's one of the big uh mm. highlights okay. it's a family camp mm -hmm. uh unlike most of the camps here in ukraine i don't know about you know, canadian camps but never been to but uh, here is either children camp like everybody's about children everything about children yep. or kind of a adult camp like more biblical more prayer mm. like yep. almost no place for all this kid stuff <laughs> so we do family camps right so awesome. when everybody comes and it's almost like running two camps at the same time you know the program yep. for parents and the program for kids and yep. it's the same as we do here and uh after another camp which was three years ago uh a church was formed here Okay. Uh, a, a new church, a church plan. It's a, mm. bit, a, bit, a bit longer story, but mm -hmm. in the camp, uh, those families that I invited, they could see how you live. They could see right. how you can see how you relate to your you know, wife and kids. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, they could see your life. Right. So, and it's so powerful for them then that they're saying, oh, we also want to have such families as your mm -hmm. staff have, because mm -hmm. the staff comes you know, with the families and kids and everybody. And they see, yeah, how can we do that? Well, uh, to make the long story short, um, uh, the church began after one of these camps uh, mm. three years ago. And uh, that's what we're doing as well. That's another hat that Anya right. and I have yeah. and uh, being you know, church planters with God's Family Church. Yeah. Uh, and we kept doing those camps. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's hard for people to well financially is hard but that's not the main thing it's mm. hard to really trust and say yeah i'll go to your camp i will risk i don't know what's gonna be there right yeah uh i'll risk take 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 this step of risk and go to your camp 
and uh, you can pray that uh, mm-hmm. these families that we are working with now mm-hmm. would be willing to join our church camp, which is some of those families, half of them are previous graduates of the same program. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and now part of the church. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. that that can be really a place of ministry, you know, and uh, you know, God God's presence uh, and many families from from the the program, the new families that don't go to church, don't attend mm-hmm. church, yeah, mm-hmm. would be able, willing and able to go there and uh, really see, you know, God in action. That's something yeah. to pray about. Last last year. Because of this COVID situation, only uh, maybe three families went out of okay. 15 or 20 possible families. Mm. So we're praying that this, this summer we right. would have opportunity to, to witness, yeah. share our life actually with, with more families. Yeah. How, how long are those family camps? Are they over a weekend or a week long? A week long. Uh, maybe week, five week. nights. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's awesome. I, I mean, I've I've heard in the past that you know, uh, quality time uh, is an accident of quantity time, and so the more time you can spend with people, and especially in a camp situation, you get to see everything, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's a it's a it's a great witness, and uh, yeah, and yeah. and uh, and a great time to get it really build some strong relationships that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what's happening. You're right. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I, I think some of our camps, uh, like we have a the Pines Bible Camp here, and uh, the 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 cha- uh, the the sense sense uh, the the camps here are even getting now is that we have to we have to go beyond just children's camps to including how do we include the whole family so that you know um, if if a child comes to camp uh, decides to follow Jesus they go back home what happens next right. Uh, so if we can somehow minister to the whole family, uh, we're probably going to see a lot more long-term fruit from that. Um, and yeah. so, so yeah, I, I think the whole approach to camp ministry is heading in that same direction. And, and kind of oh. what I hear you saying as, as you've been talking about New Hope Center too, is it's kind of the uh, John chapter, end of John chapter four, where Jesus is like, uh, the, the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few. <clears throat> yeah. You're, you're seeing there's there's just a lot of need, there's a lot of response, there's a lot of hunger for what New Hope Center can offer, but there's yeah. only so much your current team can do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so we can we can uh we can pray what Jesus called us to pray there and pray to the Lord of the harvest that he will send more workers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for 2022, what is God laying on your heart for uh, for this coming year? What's maybe your divine imperative? What keeps you going and focused uh, for this next year? Even though life's really uh, uncertain. <laughs> well, we do have a specific vision. Uh, mm. My wife and I, you know, we've been doing this, the first church plant with John and Evelyn, now the second church plant for three years, uh, New Hope Center for, for 10 years, you know, helping other churches. Uh, what we see mm. uh, is that uh, two things, two audiences that have same needs and God is putting on our heart to help them. One is the newcomers, specifically with some hard situations when they come to Jesus, 
and you know, they have this first love, they want to serve, and it's easy to get them involved in some ministry, and they, mm-hmm. they're enthusiastic, yeah. Uh, but they have so much luggage, baggage, baggage, mm. baggage <laughs> <laughs> uh, from the yeah. past life. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's hard for them uh, to get, get rid of that. Mm. to drop it and be be free for the ministry right and um but intentional uh, time together and we've done that a little bit mm-hmm. uh let's say going for a weekend to pray kind of even to teach them how to pray so mm-hmm. to connect them with jesus and saying well right. yeah church can help you we can help you but it's ultimately jesus who can free you yeah. And we can help you learn how to do things, but you know, the freedom inside it comes from Jesus, and it's a process. So some intentional efforts in that area you know, helps them, uh, fosters the process, make it faster. And as mm-hmm. I said, with families in crisis, that's, they, they need a lot of such, <laughs> such time. Yeah. Uh, and in our mind, we have something, a dream, we have something that we call you know, a restoration center. Mm. Uh, restoration i don't want to call it retreat because there's a different word in english yeah but something where you restore you know your spirit right so your body if you want mm-hmm. uh something connected with nature mm-hmm. you know, a place where the, you can have some time with god like solitude yeah. a quiet time with god yeah. uh, some guided time prayer mm-hmm. guided time uh so that's that's something something we've been thinking about uh, because there was a need and we tried it. We got a taste of it a little bit. uh, And now we believe it's, uh, but also let's talk about those of us who are in ministry for 20 years or more who need to not to connect, but to reconnect with God because in our business, yeah. And you probably know what I'm talking about. In our business (laughs) is hard time, hard to find time for God. Business doing things for, God, hard time, and time for God, and then some family problems, some things you're still working with and then fighting, and still can't have victory and stuff. Absolutely. And uh, it's a it's a different audience, but it's the same need: yeah. helping to find a place uh, to commit some time to reconnect with God. You know, the personal time, uh, guided prayer, small group, something like that. Mm-hmm. So in our mind, we can foresee um, some small place, uh, like a house or right. a cabin or cabin or something, uh, where people can go on their own uh, or with a mentor one-on-one or part of a small mm-hmm. group, you know, four or five people. Mm-hmm. And we've done such things before occasionally right. to really uh, minister to them, to connect mm-hmm. or reconnect with God, to get restored. Uh, to get this freedom and mm-hmm. uh, really become who they, who God created people to be, to do what they got is calling them to do. Yeah. Awesome. So that's that's something to pray about uh, about me and Anya, mm-hmm. and uh, welcome to join the vision. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, is... and that's probably gonna be part yeah. of the Hope Center ministry as we can right. see it. Uh, another chapter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but otherwise, just keeping the the race, <laughs> yeah. uh, passing baton to new leaders in church and in New Hope Center, mm-hmm. and being open to whatever God is you know, 
giving us opportunity to do. Yeah, well, that's awesome. That's great. Well, Max, uh, it's been great to get to know you a little bit more, hear uh, your story, your journey, and uh, and what God is doing in the Ukraine uh, and the the good work that's going on there in the in the midst of really on a lot of instability, more instability than I think uh, a, a lot of us, especially here in Canada, <laughs> are facing. I mean, we've we've got COVID, but really that's the only instability we're facing. Um, you guys have been facing a lot more than that, uh, but uh, we're going to continue to be praying for you and your family and the ministries uh, that God has given you at this time. Any uh, any last thoughts or anything else you want to share with us? Well, uh, thank you uh, for you know, letting me share a little bit about uh, us and our ministry and even our vision. Thank mm-hmm. you for uh, supporting the Hope Center. Mm-hmm. the church really thankful to yeah, gospel chapel for that mm-hmm. and uh we would like to pray for you as well uh and the church it would be great if you can help yeah. us uh you know serve you as mm-hmm. well and pray for you mm-hmm. uh, well it's good to be uh, brothers and sisters even though we're 10 hours you know yeah. apart <laughs> yeah, thousands of miles, kilometers, but yeah. we are very close in, in yeah. Christ, and that's a great uh, feeling to know that uh, there was a family there, mm-hmm. and uh, we can we're one, one in Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's uh, uh, let's just close. I'm gonna. I, I want to pray for you, and uh, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this up. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for uh, our conversation today. Uh, thank you for Max and Anya, the uh, call that you've had on their lives and uh, how you have led them uh, to serve your kingdom purposes in Ukraine. And Lord, as, as Max helps with uh, various church plants and the, the different challenges they face, uh, uh, keeping teams together when uh, people need to go for work in, in other parts of Europe, uh, Lord, uh, uh, would you uh, just create a cohesive teams there, uh, e- even if there's some switch out of, of different leaders uh, on a rotating basis? Uh, Lord, help them to uh, to see that uh, that there's there's one mission and uh, and how they may need to adjust uh, life um, uh, for your purposes. Uh, Lord, uh, just uh, thank you so much for New Hope Center and uh, and the great work uh, that you're doing in people's lives through that. We pray. Uh, we pray to the Lord of the harvest that you would send workers into that field. Uh, Max and his team uh, are doing what they can, uh, but there's always more that can be done. And they're seeing uh, so many needs. And Lord, this vision they have to expand uh, New Hope Center to other uh, other areas and even other cities. Uh, Lord, would you just raise up people that have that passion, that drive, and, and that are gifted by you, called by you uh, for that ministry. And, uh, and Lord, as, as, uh, as you continue to do your work there, we pray for um, your hand over the whole political situation, the, uh, the uncertainty that they've been living under, the, the war that they've been living with, really, for the last uh, six uh, years or so. Uh, Lord, we pray for resolution, even in the midst of what we're seeing as an escalation uh, at, at the moment. Uh, and so, Lord, uh, we know that you... Uh, you are King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and uh, you are sovereign over all. Uh, your kingdom will continue to advance uh, 
regardless. Uh, and so, Lord, I pray that you would just give Max and, and Anya and their families and uh, and their their teams uh, the resilience they need in the midst of all of this. And we thank you that you are working, that you are drawing people to yourself. And as Max and Anya have this vision to deepen uh, discipleship with people, Lord, we pray that you would just uh, uh, open the doors and pave the way for that to happen in really powerful ways this year. And we thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yeah. Thank you, Doug. It's been, yeah. It's been thank good. you, Max. Well, that was a great conversation with uh, Max this morning. And uh, just, to, the, just to summarize the prayer points again uh, for us. Uh, first, just pray about the war with Russia. This is an ongoing thing. This is something that's been part of their lives for a number of years, even though we're really just being reminded of it uh, recently. Uh, but continue to pray for them because that's just a constant source of social, emotional tension uh, for them. Uh, pray for the church planting uh, initiatives that are happening in the Ukraine uh, that Max oversees. Uh, pray for the stability of the teams. As he said, a lot of uh, the young um, uh, church planters are, are needing to be bivocational, but a lot of their work isn't in the Ukraine. It's maybe in Poland or other areas of Europe. And so they have to go away for a couple months, come back. It's kind of like guys that uh, imagine being a church planter here and working in the oil patch up north. Um, it's really hard to do that uh, with any momentum. And so be praying about that. Pray uh, for stability in their teams. Pray that God would provide uh, for their teams so that they could have uh, a stable, consistent team uh, with each of these church plants. And then with New Hope Center, just these uh, the desire to and the vision to expand, uh, to deepen discipleship uh, with uh, families and with new believers. Um, the, the verse that came to mind as Max was talking uh, comes from Luke 10, 2, and I want to read this. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into his harvest. Now, I want to emphasize that last bit, that, that the harvest is God's harvest and he is needing workers. And so let's be praying in that way. Well, if you want to learn more about Multiply, you can uh, find them on the internet, multiply.net. I'll also put a link in the description below. And uh, to, to find out more and to see what's going on uh, with the New Hope Center, you can go to their Facebook page, uh, New Hope Center. Again, I will post a link to that down below uh, so you can find that. Uh, some great pictures there of their family events over the holiday season and just a lot of joy happening there. As, as Max said, with New Hope Center, one of the first things that comes to his mind is rejoicing over what God is doing in the lives of families. And so thank you again for joining us at Gospel Conversations. Uh, this is uh, Pastor Doug Dunbar, and uh, we are so thankful that you have uh, found us and that you've been part of this conversation today. Have a great week and God bless.